0: It's Luke 2, verses 1 to 7, and it's on page 1027, if anybody wants to follow. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. That goes on, sorry, the shepherds and the angels. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. The angel, of the, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I'll bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Um, <clears throat> this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Linda. Um, for those of you who haven't met me, my name is Johnny. Um, I'm the curate here. Um, and this is my first midnight service here at Emmanuel. Um, admittedly, I set an alarm um, because I put the kids to bed, um, and I was afraid I'd fall asleep. Um, so you're you're kind of lucky that I'm here. Um, <laughs> but I'll let you, I'll let you be the judge of that after after this talk. I'm um, well done for being here at midnight. I'm thinking you must be the night owls among you, um, amongst the the congregation. The rest of the early early risers are tucked up in bed. Um, ready to go in the morning. And they're the people that will be knocking on your door or bursting into your bedroom because Father Christmas has been. Um, And so we should probably pray for them that they have an extra long night's sleep. Um, Let me pray, let me pray for us as we um, hear from God tonight. Um, So Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it speaks to us. Thank you for this good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And we thank you that this news has the power to transform our lives. Thank you that you bring peace, you bring joy, you bring hope to a world that needs it. And I pray that you would speak to us tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. I wonder what the the best news that you've ever received was, and how did it make you feel? Um, when when we receive good news, the first thing that we want to do is to tell other people, isn't it? We want to share it. We want to invite other people into to our experience of good news. And uh, one of the, the greatest moments uh, for, for me, one that had a kind of a mixture of emotions was uh, finding out that I was going to be a parent for the first time. That was, that was pretty terrifying. Um, Yeah, I can just about look after myself some of the time. And suddenly, I was responsible for this little child. And it was terrifying, but it also brought me great joy. And you could probably think of things in your life that have brought you real joy. And the first thing I did was straight on to my family, straight on the phone to my family. We've got amazing news and we wanted to share it with friends. Um, And I think they were more ecstatic than I was at the time because it was still sinking in. But imagine, without knowing me, some of you might not have never met me before, imagine not knowing me, four years ago, you hear that I'm having a baby. Well, not me, obviously, but (laughs) um, that would be be serious news. Um, But imagine, you heard that news, it's not really that great, is it? It's kind of, it's all right, all right news, isn't it? And it it, it doesn't change your life. If you don't know me, big deal. He's having a a child, great. Can you imagine the angel's announcement then? I bring you all right news (laughs) that will cause some joy for a few people. Today, in the city of Oxford, a baby has been born. Brilliant. What do you want me to do with that? And so what made Luke's announcement that much better than that announcement? What made Luke's announcement that he records an angel telling Mary and Joseph that there would be good news of great joy for all people rather than just all right news for some? Well, in verse 11 of our reading in in, in Luke, we read, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this news was great because it brought the hope of salvation today. And God had spoken through the prophet Isaiah and other prophets that there would be a Savior, a Messiah, an anointed one who would come and come to earth to live among us and to rescue people. And a few chapters before our reading in Isaiah, um, we read a bit about what that Savior was going to be like. He would be a child, a son would be given, who would be God himself, he would be the Prince of Peace, and he would bring peace that would have no end. And among other things, he would be a king, and he would have a kingdom, and he would reign with justice and righteousness. Sounds like a pretty good person to be born, right? Someone, if you've been waiting for a Messiah, this this one, surely you'd be pretty pleased. And it was great news for the people because they were desperate. They needed a rescuer. They needed a savior and they needed a hero. And last week at the carol service, Tom quoted the, the great philosopher Taylor Swift. Um, and this week, um, I'm going to go one better by quoting the renowned writer, cultural commentator, and theologian, Bonnie Tyler, um, who famously captured something of our need for a saviour when she sang, where have all the good men gone, and where are all the gods? Where, I'm waiting for someone to sing, start singing along with me. Um, where is the streetwise Hercules to fight the rising odds? Isn't there a white knight upon a fiery steed? Late at night, I toss and turn, and I dream of what I need. Um, I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of day, the- You know the song. I don't. You can watch Shrek when it's on over Christmas. It's in that. Um, and I think for many of us, we that's true. We do. We well for all of us, we need a hero. But for many of us, we, we don't think that we do. Maybe we don't like to admit that we need a hero. We need saving. And the pride within us thinks we can do things on our own strength, right? And culture says, be your own hero. The world outside will say, be your own hero. You can do it all by yourself. You don't need anyone. And I'm sure we've had experiences in our lives when we recognize our own humanity, our own brokenness, the brokenness in our world, which we see, all the time and on the news and the media. We see the failure within and the fragility of life, and we see the effects of the human race who rejected God as king and has sought to become royalty themselves. Or maybe, actually, you're, you're in the opposite camp. Maybe you're also aware of need for help, and you think, actually, I know I can't do life on my own. Maybe you recognize brokenness in your life and you're all too familiar with anxiety and pain or loneliness or disillusionment or conflict, sadness, whatever that might be, and you're desperate to trade it for hope, joy, love, and peace. Those four things that we celebrate quite a lot over Christmas that are typified by these four candles that Chris lit earlier is it possible to find them? If Bonnie is right and we do need a hero, then where can they be found? Well, chapter, chapter two of Luke, there was a hero in that story, someone who people were looking to for hope, peace, and joy. His name was Caesar. You're like, hang on. That's not what I was expecting. Caesar Augustus, the emperor who issued the decree for the census, he was the great nephew of Julius Caesar. Quite a, a good uncle to have. And he was an incredibly intelligent and skilled uh, diplomat and he became the first emperor uh, of the Roman Empire which, re- and he reigned for 40 years. That was a pretty good stint. And Augustus, meaning majestic or holy, reigned over very peaceful and prosperous Roman Empire um, and for, for several centuries, actually. And this was known as Pax Romana, this peace. And this master politician uh, had one of, one of the biggest kind of challenges and uh, initiatives that he brought was tax reform. Great. What, what would you love to be remembered for? Tax reform. Wouldn't it? try and get as much money out of the people as possible. And so that's why he called the census. That's why Mary and Joseph were traveling um, so far back to, to Joseph's hometown. And he was the first emperor to encourage people to, to worship him. Slightly vain, you might think. And there's an inscription found in, in modern-day Turkey um, in Ionia, um, dated 9 BC, which hails Augustus as a god who's listen to this, birthday signaled the beginning of the good news for the world. Birthday signaled the beginning of good news for the world. Another inscription found in the British Museum says that Augustus was the father of his divine homeland Rome and a savior of common folk. And that people ought to bear sacrifices and hymns to him. And these inscriptions, they identify Augustus, this leader of this time, as the, as the son of God and his savior, and associates him with peace, hope, and good news. So much so that people acknowledged him as the divine savior who brought peace to the world, and was in, dubbed the inaugurator and prince of peace. I wonder if any of this is ringing bells with you? The people thought... They had a hero. The people thought that this guy was going to bring peace that they were looking for. Octavian's birthday, Caesar Augustus' birthday, was um, the first day of the, the calendar, and it was a day to worship the emperor. And it was commemorated as the day of the arrival of good news to the world. And it's this imperial backdrop that Luke sets his narrative, trying to help us see that this self-professed saviour and counterfeit peace bringer is not the person that they need. Isn't it amazing how God uses this guy to, to raise tax and call a census to bring about Mary and Joseph going back to Bethlehem? Jesus to be born. And so I think the the big thing that Luke wants us, I think, to see here is for generations to come after this moment, who was the real Son of God? Who is the real Prince of Peace and who was the real Savior that was going to bring people hope and joy? And I think the great paradox here is that the real Savior is not this mighty Emperor of Rome. this worship politician, but rather an infant lying in a feeding trough in an insignificant city worshiped by shepherds. And this political pretender brought peace to the Roman world while it lasted. But in comparison, Jesus, who is the real Son of God and the Prince of Peace of the whole universe, Brought into our world everlasting peace and joy for all humanity. Jesus famously said, peace I leave with you, and peace I give, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And I wonder tonight, who or what is your Caesar Augustus as you sit here tonight? Where, where are you looking to find peace, hope, and joy? Just like so I kind of finish. The, the permanent peace within our hearts, that, that thing that we so desire, the peace within our souls, the peace that our world needs is only found in Jesus and in His birth, and His death, and His resurrection. And the the coming of this long-awaited Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ, has ushered in a chance for us all, right here, right now, the chance to find peace, hope, love, and joy. That thing that we so desperately need. And so my question to you is, will you find peace in Jesus? tonight, because today a Savior has been born to you, and He is the Messiah, the Lord, and that's good news that will cause great joy for all people. It's good news for me, and it's good news for you, and my prayer is that it will cause you great joy as you put your faith in Jesus, the only one who can give you what you really need the only one that's worthy of our worship and putting our hopes in, in anything else will ultimately leave us disappointed and disillusioned leave us empty Jesus is without doubt the hero that our hearts are crying out for and if if tonight you, you this you're not normally here at church or you this is the first time you've heard it or maybe it's even the hundredth time you've heard it and you've thought actually, I really would love that peace, that joy. Then I'm gonna say a prayer in a a moment, and you can say it with me. But if you're not in that place, um, but you'd love to explore more about who Jesus is, chat more about what life's all about, In in January, we're launching um, an Alpha Course, which is basically a a, a kind of series of evenings where we have dinner together here at Emmanuel, um, and we have the opportunity to to chat about life, um, faith, and and, and meaning. And it's an opportunity for you to explore a bit more about who Jesus is. Um, And so that starts on the 31st of January. I know you're like, I just wanna get Christmas out of the way. Um, I can't think that far. I haven't even bought my 2024 calendar yet. Um, so, but check out our website, there'll be more details on that, so the 31st of January. Um, and um, we chat a little bit about the Roman Empire. Um, some of you will remember the, the 1990s TV show, Gladiators. It, it, this is a tenuous link, I know. But um, uh, Ace from Gladiators, if you, for those of you who got a brilliant memory, Ace from Gladiators um, is coming to Emmanuel, um, and I'm gonna interview him about his life story, about um, fame, fortune, um, and faith, and that should be a good evening. That's on the 27th um, of January here on a Saturday evening. So um, come along um, to that as well. And it's an opportunity for you to continue asking those big questions um, about life. And if you are in that place where you would love to to, to say that prayer, I'm just going to say a simple prayer: a sorry, thank you, and please. And if if you're in that place and you think, you know what, I want the peace that only Jesus can bring this Christmas, then feel free to, to say it um, in your own, in the quiet of your own uh, heart, um, as I say and then um, I'll hand back to Chris. And so let me pray. Father, I'm sorry that I've made myself ruler and royalty, and not you. Thank you that you sent Jesus as a savior to forgive my sin. And now bring me the peace, hope, and joy that you promised through Jesus. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I may know your joy forevermore. Oh, man.